everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody happy monday uh, yeah how's it going it is going well I'm, I'm, my kitty sandy is about to join the show as i figured she would uh, <laughs> it's going very well it's i um i'm excited we've got a couple of trips coming up this month and yeah just fall is rushing up on us which is fabulous so yeah for sure wonderful yeah me too we spent the day on home inspections uh funny how they well they do kind of all the bank inspections hit at the same time but this time particularly like we ended up on a really really tight window so Mm. yeah pretty much just in the car all day and which is fine because that's a great spot for me to do research and read and learn and sure. create and i have some of my creative apps on my phone so i can do some graphic work and yeah it's just actually kind of a fun day of driving around chatting and sure i mean i never get out of the car so <laughs> it's just <laughs> i'm just along for the ride so yeah it's all good oh, there you go um but uh there's a lot going on in the crime world oh you gosh paranormal uh yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to get you going because I know that uh, we both have a lot tonight. So I'm going to kick the mic over to you for some WTF news. You bet. Friends, sometimes no matter how hard law enforcement tries, the world tries, we try, justice just doesn't get served. And this is one of those situations. This man right here is known as a Portland serial killer. His name was Homer Lee Jackson III. Homer killed four sex trafficking victims. Oh. He killed um, between 1983 and 1993. He managed to elude capture until 2015. And unfortunately, due to a very questionable plea deal in 2022, he walked free just on probation. And now he's dead. Oh, wow. Women were all raped, women and children. His victims were 14 to 29. Uh, They had all been raped and strangled. Uh, their names were Angela Anderson, Essie Jackson, Tanya Harry, and Latagna Watts. They were all dumped in public places, and their cases were unsolved until 2015. So he had been um, on the run for a long time. Mm-hmm. Police got him to confess over a two-day interrogation. The judge threw out his confession um, because of allegations of improper tactics that were used by the two lead investigators. Oh, my God. That decision was later upheld by the Oregon Supreme Court. 
found that their methods and inducements uh, may have persuaded the defendant, did the defendant to tell the detectives what they wanted to hear, whether or not that was the truth. That was reported in the Oregonian in 2018. Jackson was unfortunately diagnosed with schizophrenia um, and known to have a bad memory. In spite of that, he was still convicted on four counts of what they called criminally negligent homicide rather than first degree murder. Wow. And he was released in custody in January from custody in January of 2022 and was sentenced to time served and probation. And now he is dead. His sister found him inside his house in Portland. Uh, he was 63. He had an un, uh, specified illness. He was he only weighed 80 pounds at the time that he was found. Uh, he had a prior criminal record, not only of these four murders, but uh, crimes including firearms, burglary, and DUI charges. Um, unfortunately, uh, it is really just terrifying and horrifying what happened in this situation. Because yeah. things were mishandled, this man walked free from yeah. four murders that he was still convicted of committing but they couldn't call them imagine call them first degree murder can you imagine how that must feel to the families of these victims right right they must be, be so betrayed and angry by all of this yeah wow very much so uh this is a little reminiscent of the jesse calhoun case uh, you may yeah. remember Jesse Calhoun, who who recently has committed some new crimes, but had been released mm -hmm. on a um, on a governor's commutation in 2018. Yep. So scary things going on in Oregon. I think we need to keep an eye on what's going on there. It's true. But whatever happened with this individual certainly wasn't justice served for those victims or their families in any way. No, not at all. So anyway, not, not the best news I've ever heard. Um, although at least he's not around to kill anybody else. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we know. So with that, I will kick the mic back to you for our main case. You've probably all heard by now that there was another mass shooting over the weekend. More than one, actually, but we're going to talk about this mm -hmm. one. Uh, this happened in Jacksonville, Florida on Saturday afternoon. And a man walked into a Dollar General and shot and killed a woman in her car parked out front and then walked inside and shot and killed two men. One was a customer, one was an employee. Uh, they were all black people. And we know that he had has an unreal manifesto uh, full of hate and that this was immediately pegged as a hate crime because he was specifically there to kill black people. Yeah. And there's a lot to say about this case, but the press conference that was released today was so freaking good that we're going to watch the whole thing. So bear with me. It is about 10 minutes long. It's worth it. There are quite a few spots where there's a lapse where there's nothing. You're not going to hear anything, those of you that are listening rather than watching. 
And so I'll try to fill in the gaps there. But the police have done a really good job here of tracking his movements for the afternoon and showing us what happened. So I will narrate as I can uh, along with the video, but this is, it's really good. It's important to see. So this is the press conference with the Jacksonville PD. I'm here once again to update the public concerning the currently available information regarding Saturday's tragic shooting. Homicide detectives have continued to work around the clock to gather information and more evidence. While we have uncovered some new information, more evidence. While we have uncovered some new information, there is still a great deal of investigation to be completed. This briefing serves to update the public on the recently verified new investigative information. First, we have confirmed that the shooter previously worked at a Dollar Tree store from October 2021 through uh, July 2022 in the Oak Leaf area. Additionally, we have discovered new uh, facts regarding the shooter's movements and whereabouts hours and minutes before he committed his acts of senseless violence at Dollar General. At 11.39 a.m., the shooter was driving in his car in Clay County, headed towards Jacksonville. Investigators have learned that when the shooter arrived in Jacksonville before he parked at Edward Waters University and outfitted himself with his tactical vest, he stopped at the Family Dollar Store located at the intersection of Myrtle Avenue and Kings, Ave and Kings Road. Not only did the shooter park at the Family Dollar, he also went inside his store and bought some items. Coupled with this new information, a surveillance footage showing the shooter's movements both at the Family Dollar and at Edward Waters University. I'll be sharing portions of that video footage with you shortly. First, I'd like to detail the complete timeline of the newly discovered information per pertaining to the shooter's movements earlier on Saturday before he committed these atrocities. On 8-26 of 2023, at 11.39 and 04, 04 seconds, the suspect's vehicle was seen exiting Clay County. At 12.23 and 13 seconds, the suspect pulls into the family dollar located at 1282 Kings Road. At 12.24 and 15 seconds, the suspect exits his vehicle and enters the family dollar. At 12.29 and 54 seconds, the suspect exits the business and returns to his vehicle holding a small shopping bag and enters, and enters his vehicle. At 12.31 and 8 seconds, First Coast Security Vehicle enters the parking lot and parked in front of the business. At 12.31 and 20 seconds, the suspect exits his vehicle as FCS or First Coast Security passes him and opens his rear hatch, meaning when I say his, I mean the suspect. At 12.32 and 35 seconds, the suspect removed what appears to be a small bag from the rear compartment, closes the hatch, and re-enters the driver's seat of his vehicle. At 12.36 and 43 seconds, the suspect, the suspect opens the driver door but remains inside of his vehicle. At 12.38 and 43 seconds, the suspect stays in his vehicle and closes the door back. At 12.39 and 08 seconds, the suspect backs out and leaves the parking lot. Note, First Coast Security is still in the parking lot when the suspect leaves. At 12.40 and 57 seconds, the suspect, the suspect turns from Myrtle Avenue to eastbound on Kings Road. Now I'm going to show you portions of the video of newly discovered surveillance footage which captured the shooter's movements at the Family Dollar at Ed, and, and at Edward Waters University. Also, I'm going to show you previously unreleased footage from inside Dollar General. This, this footage shows Jacksonville Sheriff's officers inside the store after the shooter had begun his rampage. We also believe once those officers got inside is when that suspect decided to kill himself.
So what we're seeing here is they have a map with one spot highlighted uh, along Kings Road here where he was at the Family Dollar. Uh, that's him in the, is that an FJ Cruiser, I think? So he gets out of the yeah, car. Like it. Yeah. Or and he heads like inside. It. Yeah. Now, in later on in the press conference, a spot that we're not going to listen to, uh, a member of the press asked the sheriff or, or the chief if uh, if they thought he was scoping out this family dollar to do damage here, and they said they absolutely do. But because there was a security guard in the parking lot, it deterred him. Uh, but wow, he went in, okay. he wandered around, he bought some stuff, but, you know, a few small things and kind of lollygagged around and then came back to his car and then, you know, got something out. That's the suspect there in the store with a mask on his face. Yep. So then we know he comes out and he leaves because why stay? So and here he is pulling into the parking lot. Uh, this is at the college. So this is in a staff parking lot at the school and so you see him get out of the car and start putting on what looks like a, a vest it was a bulletproof vest Jeez. now this is a historically uh, black college in Jacksonville okay. and some students see him putting on this vest he's also uh, putting on blue latex gloves and he has a face mask on and so they're Jeez. like, what the hell is this guy doing? So right. they pull around the block and see a college security guard there and a campus uh, guard. And they tell him, hey, there's something weird going on over here. And mm -hmm. so he comes to the parking lot. So here's another view. And you can see Palmander putting on his gear here. Mm-hmm. And then here in just a minute, you'll see the security guard pull up. Now, they don't know if he was going to try to shoot up this campus. On a Saturday right. afternoon would be a weird choice of a time. Here comes the security guard. Uh, or if he was place just... to be getting ready. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I don't know. So here comes security, pulls up, really makes his presence known. Then he backs his car off into a parking spot, and that was enough for Palmeter, and he hopped in his car and took off. And you can see the CCTV is not great, but the security guard, see, he gets out of his car, and he's trying to walk up to him, and he pulls away. He says that he left at a high rate of speed and hopped the curb getting out oh, of yeah, there. He, did. he didn't even go out of mm -mm. an actual outline yeah so he gets back in his car and he calls the police and so the police have actually already put a bolo out on him okay and then it's not very long and they are well they're in the process of putting out a bolo on him and they get message of shots fired at dollar general Jeez. they lock down the school for several hours obviously you know to make sure now here we have these are the police coming in through a back door coming into dollar general oh wow because of course as they know it now there is an active shooter in the store 
And that's kind of all they know. So they're coming in pretty blind. Sure. And trying to find the shooter. And there's a couple different angles here. You can see on the map, it, this all just follows the same road. Yeah. So if Ooh, you see these dollar stores, uh huh. So you've got these officers, you see them all get down because yeah. they heard a shot. So you notice the reaction, um, a gunshot rang out, they were taking cover. Um, that's when we believe the suspect took his own life. So our agency will continue to, to diligently investigate these horrific crimes so that we can better understand both what happened. Likewise, I will continue to update the public on any developments in this investigation. While this is a dark time in Jacksonville's history, these senseless acts of violence do not define this great city or the people that live here. This person was not from Jacksonville. In this shadow time, I am heartened by the unity, resilience, and resolve that our community has shown. I want to thank not only the people of Jacksonville, but people across the nation for outpouring of a love that you have shown our city and the strong support in our city while they hurt. Thank you for supporting the deceased victims and the loved ones. Hate has no place in Jacksonville, and I've said that several times, and I'll continue to say that. And based on the outpouring of support I've seen in the face of this tragedy, and I know that we are more connected than we are divided. Now I'll take any questions that you Sheriff, have. Um, really impressed with the, uh, the police work, as well as the... Uh, you are muted. Uh, really impressed with the police work uh, and just <laughs> the message from the chief and mm -hmm. what they're doing. Now, what we know is that there's a manifesto. So after he was inside the store and had committed maybe all or some of the shootings, he texted his dad, told him to open his bedroom door with a screwdriver. So his dad did and discovered uh, his last will and testament. And three different manifestos, one meant for his family, one meant for the police, and one meant for the press. We oh, haven't God. seen those. Uh, we probably we will don't. see those. I, yeah, I don't know that we would. Why? They're saying they haven't released them yet. They still may. The sheriff had, or the uh, police captain said that they are the ramblings of a madman and absolutely filled with hate for black people. And why give that any airtime? Mm -hmm. But I mean, what an amazing example of see something, say something. Right. And security listening and the police listening. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we are not uh, thwarting these things yet, but we're getting closer. Absolutely. You know? People well, are they may have aware of what they're seeing. an attack on that campus. We don't know. Right. Well, or we that dollar know. store, that or other that dollar, dollar store, store that had a security in the mm -hmm. parking lot it's true he obviously didn't want to tangle anywhere where there was going to be security interesting to me that he wore the vest and then also took his life like mm -hmm. i don't think he wanted to be taken down till he wanted to be taken down mm. i also wonder it's if it was just part of the could. look you know he used no big surprise an ar style rifle as well as a handgun uh, has just become the uh, you know the the welcome kit for for mass shooters anymore. Uh, 
he, at, I believe 15, ended up on a 72-hour psychiatric hold because of a domestic incident in their home where charges uh, eventually were not filed. He purchased his guns legally. There was nothing stopping him from it. Right. It's just what they all did. Mm -hmm. There is a neighbor saying that he thinks that he had recently gone off of his medication. So I keep seeing that as a headline posted in Truth. It was a neighbor who said that, who was really just conjecturing. He said, I don't know, maybe he just went off of his medication and just snapped. We don't actually so Then know. I see headlines saying, went off of his medication and just snapped. That's not, until I hear also, that from his parents. Also, when you just snap, you don't have three different manifestos written and a bulletproof vest and all of this planning. That's not snapping. That is not what that means at all. No. Mm -mm. No. Now, the gun, these are the guns. Uh, the pistol, of course, is the one that he used to take his own life. This is the side of the AR-type uh, weapon. With swastikas on it. That had swastikas drawn on it, as well as a bunch of words and nonsensical stuff. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he'd actually decorated his gun with swastikas for the occasion. But let's talk for a minute about the victims, because these three were just living their lives. They hadn't right. done a damn thing. They certainly did not deserve this in any way. And yet no. they ended up the victims of this crime. And nobody thinks when you just head to the store to, you know, pick up some groceries or things that you need that you're going to end up getting killed, you know? No. So Angela Carr, yeah, Angela Carr was shot outside of her car. Uh, one of the men is A.J. Laguerre. He was 19. He was shot as he was trying to flee. He was an employee. Yeah. And Gerald Galleon, 29, was shot as he walked into the store. Oh my God. It was a hate crime. And the coward killed himself so that he wouldn't have to stand accountable. Well, of course not. There have been some whisperings that there are some bootleg copies of the manifesto on far-right uh, chat rooms and things. Please don't believe any of that until it's released by the police, if it's released by the police. Don't believe anything until it's released by the police. Mm -hmm. Um, they're the only ones who actually know. Mm -hmm. And that was all evidence that was immediately seized. And so if you're seeing stuff floating about, be really careful with it. Uh, now, obviously, you could watch this, you know, a ways down the road, and those things could be released by now. So I'm not saying they're mm -hmm. not real. I'm just saying tra trace it clear back to the source, because already we have a bunch of nonsense around this case. Yeah, we do. So be careful with that, and be careful. Because we live in a dangerous world full of crazy people like this that I don't even know what to say. Kid lived with I mean, his parents, least... you know. I mean, obviously, they didn't know he was going to go out and shoot up the Dollar General. But uh, mm -hmm. what did they know about him? It's not their fault. I'm not saying it is. But I wonder what else they've observed at their house. I can only kid. imagine. Well, obviously, he kept his bedroom locked. 
Yeah. If he had to break into it, they had to break into it with a screwdriver. Neighbors said that he was socially awkward. Yeah, okay. Understatement of the century. Hmm. So that's what we know. Again, the manifestos could be out when you watch this, but just know that as of the time of this filming, they were not. And this is everything we know up to this point about this crime. Obviously, he killed himself, so there won't be any kind of trial or anything. Uh, so now we just want to focus all of our love for the families who have lost parents, who have lost brothers, sisters, children, friends, neighbors, co-workers, and so on. And yet another senseless tragedy because somebody didn't like the color of someone's skin. I think we also have to really applaud those folks who saw him putting on that gear mm -hmm. and flagged down security and the security called the police. These are the things that we all need to be doing. If there is anything that we can do, it is if we see something, we say something. We report it immediately. No matter what it is, if it seems sketchy to you, you tell, mm -hmm. excuse me, the authorities right away. Because, you know what's yes, interesting about that? The bigger tragedy. Yeah. The uh, president of the school said that they have a strong policy of see something, say something. Do they? Good. Mm -hmm. And that these students did exactly what they have been instructed to do. And, of Good. course, the uh, security officer responded exactly as he has been trained to do. And it's true because we don't know what his plan was eventually. Was he really going to shoot up this school? Was this just a quiet parking lot to park into to get his gear on? We don't know. You can't take anything for granted at this point, especially well, not with right. And, and was the first dollar store the original, the original um, target, and that security being there. Like there, there were a lot of interesting mm -hmm. things that happened here, yeah. that were protective, not to everyone, obviously, but at least yeah. to some people. Yeah, so a lot of things went right. Well, considering that he apparently worked at a Family Dollar for a while. It does make right? me wonder if he has a vendetta against Family Dollar and black right. people or, you know. Right. What was this? Why did he go in there? I'm sure we'll find out. What did he buy while he was in there? They didn't know yet. The I'm sheriff sure or the police didn't know yet. He said they were waiting to uh But yeah, that. what did he buy? Why did he go in there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was he looking at shooting up that store? And then there was security in the parking lot. I, you know, a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. A lot of questions that we're just not going to have the answers to for a while, if ever. Yeah. So there you have it. That is, that's what we know. So I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for a true crime update. Yes. Well, apparently, no weekend is complete without multiple shootings. So there was also a shooting at a football game in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. A year old boy was killed. Four others were injured. And this is a really strange story, and I know there's going to be a lot more. Um, this happened on Saturday, two days ago. There's going to be more about this, but I want to. I want you to hear the story. Um. So there were gunshots fired on the visitor's side of the Bill Jensen field. This was um, during, a, during a football game. 
It was uh, in the third quarter of a home game between Choctaw High School and Dell City High School in Oklahoma. Um, it's believed that there was an argument between two men that led to gunfire. A 16-year-old boy in the stands who was actually not a student of either school who was shot in the groin and died from his injuries, uh, even though there was an EMT um, police officer present trying to save him, but he did pass at the scene. Hmm. The man was also shot in the chest, and um, the Choctaw superintendent, um, who is a, and his brother, Steve, let, let's see, his name is David Reed, and his brother, Steve Kiefer, was a trauma surgeon, attended to this man. He did wow. live um, trauma center at the University of Oklahoma, uh, where he was in surgery overnight and is now in the ICU. Uh, wow. There was a woman who was shot in the thigh. Now she was treated and released. And there were two other girls who were also students, who were believed to be students, who sustained broken wrists and a broken leg while trying to get out of the stadium during the shooting. Oh, I can totally see that, you know, right? like the way stadiums are laid out and to try to get, trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah. The side. Yeah. yeah. So there yeah. were five Choctaw police officers who were at the game because there are always police officers at these games now. Sure. Yeah. Because as to be expected, we know these things are going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, They're just, yeah, general yeah. bad behavior. Yeah. Right. Uh, and there was also, uh, let's see, there were uh, two Dell City police officers also there. One of them did actually discharge his weapon during the shooting. Wow. So they are investigating the murder of a 16-year-old boy and the injury of everyone else. Um, okay. The police did find two guns and eight rounds at the game. There was a description of a tall black male wearing red pants, sweatpants, as a person of interest. But at this point, we do not know who commit this shooting. Wow. There is no one in custody, and it is unknown at this point. And maybe, you know, remember, the internet is forever. By the time you watch this video, there probably will be someone. <laughs> but um, there isn't at this point. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hope they do find out who did yeah. that. That's well, scary. you know, as so the Uvalde, um, if you don't know, there's a nonprofit organization called uh, Uvalde Foundation for Kids. They were founded after the Uvalde school shooting. Sure. And they are now dedicated to ending school violence in all forms. Um, they have jumped in to be of support in however they can. They're offering mm -hmm. a financial uh, reward for information leading to the apprehension of the suspect. Mm -hmm. of whoever fired the shots at the game. And the national director of the Uvalde Foundation for Kids said, in a stadium filled with spectators and students, someone knows something, right? There were people all around when this happened. You bet. Do the right thing and say something, right? No way in hell somebody doesn't know what happened. Yeah. And it's like the, the, the police know way more than, than is being released right now, of course. Could be, yeah. Seeing someone, but uh, yeah, just... A spectator at a football game, not even safe there. Yeah, that's really too bad. It sucks that we are getting to this point here where people just doing regular day-to-day -day things, going to church, going to parades, going to sporting events, yeah, aren't safe anymore. Going to concerts, yeah. just 
things that people take for granted. You know, going to Dollar General. Yeah. Right. Just everyday things that you would expect to be safe at. Mm-hmm. And at a football game where there are multiple police officers present, you would not think that someone would discharge a weapon, but they did. No. And, and walk away. Yeah. Wow. So we will keep an eye on this situation as well. I'm sure that there's lots more information to come, but our hearts are most definitely with the family of the 16-year-old boy who was killed and Certainly. all of the other injured victims. And everyone Absolutely. had to experience that and the trauma yeah. that they will now experience for the rest of their lives. Yep. Yep. Wow. Well, it's terrible. It's a miracle that there weren't more people killed considering how condensed they were. Thank goodness they weren't. Uh, There weren't more victims, but so sad for the ones that were. All righty. Well, that's it. That is Monday. So if you are a patron, you may notice there are two brand new Patreons out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christy covered a local case uh, with fresh eyes and took a really good hard look at the Amber Hoops case, which Mm -hmm. uh, was great. I did a Florida man extravaganza. Which was also great. (laughs) What Florida man's been busy this summer? Holy cow. I will, uh, (laughs) I will look at my ring doorbell notifications with a, um, an air of caution from now on. That's all I have to say. Uh I want to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go watch that Patreon if you uh, if you need to heed the warning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you probably do. Uh, at mm-hmm. any rate, if you're not a patron, head over to Patreon, look for True Crime Squad, and become one if you'd like to be. That yeah, helps support us. Just helps us uh, gives us a little bit more oomph, a little more money to keep doing what we do. We appreciate it a lot. So, but yeah, if you are a patron, be sure you watch over there that you may have never seen if you are not a patron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That if you become a patron, you can watch all of them or listen yep. to all of them, depending on what level you subscribe. Yep. But yeah, there's tons of stuff that we've covered over there that you've never even seen. Mm-hmm. Likely. Yeah. Well, that's what we got. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. Thanks so mm-hmm. much for being here, you guys. Thanks for being a part of the squad. Uh, this has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.